Hello and welcome to CIO Leadership Live New Zealand. I'm Cathy O'Sullivan, Editor-in-Chief for CIO in APAC. And my guest today is Wayne Brukals, Executive Leader Information Technology at Tonkin & Taylor. Hello, Wayne. How are you doing today? I'm very good. Thanks, Cathy. Excellent. Great to have you. Hope it's not uh, too much of a chilly start in Christchurch today. Oh, it's only minus two degrees, so... You know. <laughs> Yeah, what's it like in Auckland? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, for those who don't know much about Tonkin and Taylor, can you give us an overview of your organisation and what your team does there? Yeah, absolutely. So, Tonkin and Taylor is an organisation that's been around around sixty years, uh, and it's a, a geological uh, organisation that has a number of um, facets to it. Um, so, basically, the way I like to explain it is it's anything that's below the ground or above the ground we work in. Um, so we look after the environment, we also look after um, areas such as uh, geotechnical, uh, water, hydrology, and that sort of thing. Environmental um, is really important to, to Tonkin Taylor and its employees. And um, I look after the technology team uh, within Tonkin and Taylor. So tell us a bit more about your career journey. What attracted you to IT? How did you get your start? And I guess, how did you ultimately end up as a CIO? Well, I've always had a fascination of how things work. When I was five, I had a traffic cop car, which had lights and eight. I just stopped working one day. And I thought, I wonder how this works. So I pulled it apart, took the LEDs out of it, and I played were straight into a Twitter 40 power socket thinking this was as good as a power source as any, and promptly turned it on. Bang, I got thrown across the room and was lucky to still survive, really. But I'm hooked on technology and the why. This is um, where I sort of started to transition into uh, the technology sector, and I got really interested in customer service, where I really like to help people, and I and worked in the health east originally, and now I moved through to assistant engineering. And I felt that I needed to make a serious change in influence and then from then on, I became a leader in technology and to where I am now, sort of 14 plus years later, and I sit with you today. Wow. And starting out at, you know, on that IT desk, I'm sure you learned you learned a lot, you know, and, and have an appreciation for that IT help desk as well. That's so fundamental. So um obviously um you know, transformation is a huge part of what you and your team do at Tonkin and Taylor, especially with, you know, our ever-changing environment. So can you tell us a bit more about some of the big projects that you and the team have been working on in recent years? Yeah, to be fair, I've been in Tonkin and Taylor for the last year and a bit. Um, however, in that last year, I've developed a comprehensive technology strategy aligned to the 2025 um, business goals. So we've got sort of three key areas that we're looking at, which is to improve the customer experience of our clients and our people, to ease our work, their way of working, um, to get our house in order with respect to information security, and also to implement comprehensive data strategy. But during that time, we fostered a culture to empower to deliver um, through uh, the service desk team and the infrastructure teams with respect to new things like ChatGPT. So we're really encouraging um, that sort of uh, trending technology behavior and also, um, it's also about building relationships across business, right? So we, we've also partnered to deliver um, great outcomes. In terms of projects, we've um, implemented greater governance around architecture and cybersecurity. So the TNT group has greater uh, involvement and in investment in technology and reduce our business risk to reputational damage in case of that uh, information loss. We also have been working to improve the safety of our people through a new health and safety wellbeing app as well as upgrading our online learning portal 
to help our scientists, ecologists, and engineers in supporting STAR. Their learning is really important in a very busy environment, as you can imagine. And also, great, you know, all of that together, we've, we've provided greater insight for our gunner and water. So, a little bit's been done the last of the year, but. So lots going on there. You're obviously keeping yourself very busy. And prior to joining Tonkin and Taylor, of course, you were at Naitahu. Um, what have you learned, I guess, from working in these leadership roles over the last few years, especially around um, transformation and change? What do you think are some of the biggest challenges and, and how do you get people on board with change when you're pushing through these big projects? Yeah, it's a, it's a really big challenge in, in um, both at Naitaho and, and at Tonkin and Taylor. It's about a cultural shift of doing things digitally. Um, a lot of the staff tend to want to do things the way they've always done things. And so um, throughout my career, I've always seen a need to have really good change management on a project and, and to assist people with resistance to change so that they should become advocates rather than um, uh, you know go against the system that you're trying to put in place. Uh, I think also with transformation, change requires a culture in the business. Um, what's great about Tonkin Taylor in particular, um, there's a lot of people that like to use technology. So it's about tapping, tapping into that entrepreneurial spirit that leads to great outcomes for our shareholders and the wider group. And we're also weary of change fatigue in a fast-paced environment. So as you know, we live in a world with AI, um, which is really coming to the fore, and that's about how we manage to be competitive with the market while ensuring our staff also don't get overwhelmed. So these are all sorts of things I think about when we work through with transformational change. So um, tackling the impacts of climate change is obviously something Tonkin and Taylor pays particular attention to. You, you deal with the impact of, of our changing environment. You mentioned earlier that, you know, you're really focused on everything above the ground and below the ground. But when it comes to IT, what's your approach when it comes to integrating sustainability practices in our principles into your IT strategy? Uh, and this is something that we're very passionate about. We're always looking at ways um, to, to improve things from a sustainable footprint. For example, um, one of our biggest challenges at Pomondras is data grows for IoT and, and, and this sort of technology that we need to be able to provide um, greater information to make decisions for our clients. Um, there's a sustainable footprint as that data grows in a hybrid cloud world. So how do we, um, as it consumed energy and we'll to, to create and maintain it, so how do we manage this, this growing need for what we call data? Um, with a um, with that sustainable platform, so that is something that we're constantly um, uh, working on and, and looking about um, how we can improve on that. Um, but the team is also tuning their heads to where we can reduce the tonnage going into landfill. Um, so, for example, all our devices now, uh, when they come to end of life, they are repurposed or recycled through sort of third party. Um, we've also completed automation of laptop bolts when can. Um, buy the equipment anywhere in the world that that staff member might be, and we've built to the standard that they need so they can they can use the port device. And so we also actively work with our scientists and engineers and ecologists in those areas, such as Napier and that sort of thing, and how we can use digital ways and means um, to reduce the impact on the environment. So it is a bit of a continuous journey, Kathy, and it's something that we, we continue to work on to the third band. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you're you're making good inroads there with with some of those initiatives. Um, so what's important to you, Wayne, when when you're looking for partners on some of these projects or initiatives that you're working on? How what 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 do you what provides value to you when you're looking to work with partners? Clear communication is crucial. 
clear articulation of expectations, timelines and roles, advancing in this understanding, uh, a clear vision. Our partners need to have a common understanding of what we seek to achieve and the desired outcomes. And also it's, building, it's about building a foundation of mutual trust and respect. Uh, it's really essential. We rely on our partners for their expectations and they rely on some of the expectations. So we think of that level of, of mutual trust and respect um, that sits highly with um, cool, uh, for me in terms of our partnership. Also having that flexibility and that depth as the projects evolve and unforeseen challenges arise. Um, we've got to be able to have that ability to navigate through those changes. Um, that is really essential to, to um, our partnership. And lastly, conflict resolution, conflicts and even involved with any relationships. So it's ensuring that we deal um, with these early in a constructive or respectful manner. Um, like saying, could be said about marriage. Absolutely. Sounds like, uh, yeah, definitely some key things to think about for, for a good working relationship, isn't it? That flexibility. And as you say, sometimes conflict does happen and, and how you resolve it. So um, broadening it out then, can you tell us a bit more about um, how as, you know, in your role, what in what ways do you collaborate and influence with the wider organization and the leadership team? Sure. Uh, strategic alignment is really important. So I work closely with all of those the leadership team to understand their objectives and challenges. And it's really important from an IT perspective that our strategies align with those goals so we can actually deliver um, directly and contribute to top and tail and success. I think also uh, regular communication. So just making sure we have those open minds of communication for the leadership team, provide updates on projects, for example, highlight achievements, addressing concerns, um, what have we done well, um, and, and that sort of thing. Um, just recently, I actually led our, our group options where we were talking about achievements. And one of the things that we talked about was our staff being married and a couple of staff also having babies. We have a really good open-minded communication. That's not just a technical thing, but it's also that wider, wider leadership. And also just around that change management. You know, I learned change management efforts for making sure that leadership team understand the rationale behind technology changes, addressing concerns, ensuring the smooth transition and transition for our employees. Um, also in, innovation and advocacy. So it's by, by you know, showing innovation by proposing ideas that will leverage technology to improve processes and products and services. That really shows benefits and risks to the leadership so they can actually feel like we're making informed decisions around this these things. But, well, and also for me in particular, continuous learning, uh, staying up to date with industry trends and best practices. I was going to be able to bring fresh perspectives to the leadership. Absolutely. So look, Wayne, technology was brought into um, sharp focus during the pandemic for many organizations. Do you think the role of CIO has changed since those days? Well, leaders and organizations have seen a need for the acceleration of the digital technologies across industries. Um, CIOs have to, you know, have, to, have to rapidly deploy remote work solutions with the pandemic and shift to more online experiences. With that accelerated use comes the need to provide greater scalability or flexibility through cloud and the protection of data through cybersecurity. We also need to contribute to the well-being of our staff by ensuring technology is as seamless and as usable as possible. And with the pace of change, the role of the CIO role needs to adapt to my making quick decisions and fostering innovation in an era of uncertainty. So I think there's a real... Um, shift in terms of the way we think nowadays and um if anything we're going to think faster and make more rapid decisions so just on that then i guess what what do you think are some of i guess the 
the key attributes of a successful modern day CIO when it comes to leadership, given all those things that you've mentioned around, you know, the changes and expectations? What are some of those key attributes of a of a modern day CIO? Uh, strong business acumen, <clears throat> an understanding of business operations, market dynamics, customer needs is essential to deliver great client outcomes, strategic vision, one that can align the technology initiatives to the overall business objectives is pretty important. Um, be a change agent and being in the shoes of your customer is really important. An innovation champion, we need to be able to challenge the status quo. I think that's really important for a successful CRO today. And um, results orientated, you know, we want to set measurable goals and track progress and add such a body more that overall contribute to the success of the organization. So that's a big so, Yeah, no, for sure. So you mentioned earlier, you know, you touched on uh, a little bit about the Tonkin and Taylor culture, but I'd love to dig more into that. And, um, you know, it is an employee owned organization. Does that change the dynamic of it when it comes to company culture? And, you know, can you t- tell us a bit more about how you're creating that good internal culture that helps people feel like they're growing and thriving? Yeah, so it's, it's really interesting because, it, as you probably are aware, and Tonkin Taylor is a shareholder organization. So there are some employees in the organization that have a, a, a financial investment in what gets done, as well as a cultural wanting to be part of a, a great organization. And so um, there is also, I guess, a, a bit of a walk in the fine line between um, providing a great culture and an environment that um, we can thrive in, but also aware that. Um, someone led my staff, for example, or she holders. And so there's an element of being, um, them being my customer, making sure that we deliver um, the, the things that they're actually really looking to see and, and, and deliver on. Um, in terms of uh, my team, in particular, in terms of their careers, that's really important to me. I want to make sure um, how best I get them where they want to go, where they see themselves being. Um, some of my team have very liberal degrees of mastery in the area. So I coach them all the years where we both agree. Um, and that need development and, and assist with that. And I'm a big fan of just-in-time learning. So whether it's learning on the job or getting technical training, for example, making sure they have the tools um, so they can remove those blocks and, and being empowered to deliver, which is ultimately important to TNT and sound culture. I love that. Just-in-time learning, definitely one for the books that people should, should, should pay attention to. So look, another key factor when it comes to a successful team is obviously the more diverse your team is, the greater chance it has of thriving. So can you tell us a bit more about your approach to diversity? What practical things do you think can be done to attract more people from different ways of thinking, different backgrounds into IT? What are you looking at at Tonkin Taylor? That's actually something I'm really keen to drive um, move forward. No, actually, just not just just well, a couple of days ago, I think um, Maori population and technology is under five percent and has been like that for the last five years. So there's a great opportunity in terms of um, Tonkin Taylor to get more internship, especially um, in technology uh, with respect to Maori and Pacifica, um, to try and raise the bar. And I think there's a great opportunity for us as a business to, to bring in more of those people. But in terms of diversity within our within our current team, there's been a wide diverse um, group of people across the team and, and more walks of life within, within the world. And because we have the Rambo Tech, we, you know, we, we fully endorse and, and allow people to come from all walks of life, I think, um, no matter what, with, what their binary is. 
you're more welcome to work with the technology team. So um, how how are you approaching diversity then? What practical things do you think can be done to get more people from different backgrounds into into IT roles in general, not just at Tonkin and Taylor? Um, Are are there any other things that can be done to encourage more people into IT? Definitely need to be spending more time as leaders within uh, the universities and I think even going down to the secondary school level. Um, spending time there and getting them to understand what what's possible, what could they do. Um, my previous experience at Maitahu um, showed that a lot of people um, in Māori especially don't necessarily feel they all have the confidence that they could actually do those roles. And so um, you need to be aware that when you come into technologies, it doesn't always have to be that traditional way of you know, coming up to the service desk, which is what I did, but it's, there's a number of ways now that you can come into the technology sector, whether it's in process mapping or um, looking at artificial intelligence, uh, those sorts of things are really good entry levels for um, the technology sector. So if we can have um, all leaders like ourselves uh, within those areas to try and get those people to, to build a confidence they can actually do all this and assist um, with, with internships and cadetships. So Wayne, you know, we're all a work in progress. Many of us have made mistakes in our career, but it is what you learn from them that ultimately is is key. So what have been some of the mistakes that have impacted you, but in a positive way that you've learned a lot from? Well, yeah, one of the biggest things that I've learned in my career very early um, in my career in project management um, is around not considering change. Um, so I think when you're young, you're a little bit naive and you hope that everyone will do everything that you expect them to do in terms of um, something that you're trying to put in, something you're trying to transition to. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, in that time is that you've got to consider culture, so cultural impacts, especially with across, across projects across countries, um, and the impact on those people, uh, the impact in terms of their input into things as well. So it was a big lesson for me uh, very early on in the day that change management is really important to me um, in terms of making sure that people are on the journey and that we we manage resistance and we've got people that are really supportive and aware of what's being done and the why, and the why, so therefore they feel like they're actually part of a process and, and can take it forward. And do you have any other advice for anyone who is aspiring to be an IT leader who may be early on in their journey and is thinking about their next steps? I think it's really important that you um, you listen to what people um, have to say. So and some, we always don't like kids this thing, Jerry has one mouth. Um, so it's really important to, to listen. And so um, what, as, as a CIO, if you want to become a, a, a CIO, Listen to what other people have to say. You can you see other people in the CIO industry come from all walks. A lot of them come from financial sectors and come from a, a technical background like myself, and some come from that Asian background. A number of ways to to, to come into into this type of role. So, um, you know, if you want to move into this sort of space, it's being open minded, having um, well rounded um, thought leadership across um, the various strategies such as um, applications, infrastructure. Uh, cyber security and um, where do you want to take someone or where do you want to take the business and, and be that true conduit between technology and, and what the business the outcomes and objectives are. Absolutely. So finally then, Wayne, what's important to you in the months ahead? 
Yeah, we've got a lot on our plate at the moment. There's a lot of projects that are coming up that we're, we're driving change. Um, so continue to do that. It's that, that's that's my um, modus operandi at the moment for my team. Um, also, um, and city with the government change, I think it's going to have a little bit of influence from a, from a, from a um, company sense. And so just being aware of those um, uh, other external um, factors that might influence our strategy in, in the terms of delivery of it. Apart from that, pretty excited about future end. Indeed. Wayne Brookhouse, Executive Leader for Information Technology at Tonkin & Taylor, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jimby.